Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Thursday, September 23rd. This is episode number 117. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Going good, Rod. Man, um, good thing I closed my pool the other day. I think there's ice on it today. Man, it dropped from like 90 to 50, like as yeah, soon over, as the calendar overnight. turned to fall. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Cold one today. <laughs> yeah. It felt like yeah. football weather. Yeah, I can't believe it. it. Well, it's fall. I mean, I guess we probably don't have to complain about uh, about the hot days anymore, at least where we are. Right. Um, our guest uh, joining us uh, once again, um, second time on the podcast, is is Mystic Zach Hirsch. Zach, how are things going? Things are going great. Um, Zach joins us from uh, from Florida, from uh um, you, you're going to school there, and I know you're from the area. The, the school's actually in Boca Raton, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I'm virtual, though. Okay, okay. But, um, yeah, your, your weather's probably not quite into the 50s yet down there. No, but I was actually in Cleveland last month for the first time. Oh, okay. Well, that that's cool. So, um, yeah. we'll we'll have to hear a little bit about that. And your thoughts there but um, before we do that i want to kind of get your information out there um, people can find you find you on on instagram and and your website is ipickwins.com and the last time i checked you had over 500,000 followers on instagram it seems to like be a different number every time i look it just keeps going up so so that's pretty cool um, and you're you're listed as a sports handicapper, which you've been doing for a long time, but I don't think the last time we were talking that that you had down that you were doing sports broadcasting for uh, Impact Boxing Series and, and Bare Knuckle FC. So that's something new that you're into. Uh, yeah, it's something that I've always had a passion for, and I've always strived to, you know, really achieve. But yeah, it's pretty new. Well, excellent. So, um. So yeah, kind of. Uh, I kind of want to hear about, um, you know, what's been going on for you the past uh, over the past year. So um, last time we talked, you were, I think, um, you were just getting going in your freshman year um, at Lynn University down in Florida. So I presume you're a sophomore now. And yep, still sticking with sports management. Yeah, still sticking with sports management. <laughs> so you made it a year without changing majors. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> so, um, so tell me what what's happened with with the growth of your following and with with what you've been doing with the broadcasting and the handicapping. Um, you know, just you know, what type of impact has this had on you, and and uh, what have you been able to do? with with this yeah so uh i actually did my first ever lead uh boxing commentary for uh, impact network and that was a really unique experience doing blow by blow commentary at 19 which is really rare usually you have to work for a long time and that was really cool and getting to do all the bkfc broadcasts as well and i really was trying to interview everyone and then since football season started, I've been getting my picks out there, and I have a sponsorship now with BetOnline.ag, and I'm launching my own daily fantasy prop website called PickWins.com really, really, really soon. So, a lot of exciting things happening. Nice, yeah. Well, I'm definitely glad you could uh, come back and and uh, have a chat with us uh, this evening. Um, you, you were also you also were involved in some charity work, and have, I, I know you've had a ton of stuff going on. Have you been able to do anything with that over the past year, or college and everything else kind of kind of? You know, uh, it's really tough way. with the pandemic and uh, you know that sort of thing because oh, I really true. I planned yeah. on going to Haiti, but it's impossible. Especially now the earthquake, the terrible earthquake. So, uh, but I, I think I'm going to do some local, ch- I was just talking about that with my dad. I want to do some local stuff, maybe like, uh, maybe a soup kitchen type thing or something like that to give back. It's been Excellent. too long. Excellent. Excellent. It sounds like, um, 
yeah, you're you're uh, definitely a well-rounded person doing it, doing a lot of stuff. And uh, um, I mean, it just shows by the following you have, and, and um, you know, uh, best of luck with with all of those things. So uh, so let's let's talk some football. Um, the Browns played the Texans this past week, and uh, man, I think uh, you know, I think we we're hoping for an easier game. <laughs> you know, I mean, the Browns won by ten points, but uh, you know, thirty-one twenty-one. You know, the, this Browns team, uh, you know, maybe they're still just coming together a bit, but um, I think you got to give the Texans some credit. Uh, Texans defense played pretty well. Um, Texans offense, when when Tyrod Taylor was in there, you know, they seem to have a pretty good formula going too. So they made it a game a lot longer than I think most people would have thought they would have. And who knows what would have happened if Taylor doesn't go out uh, with the, uh, I guess, with a hamstring injury. So, um, so Jeff, I'm going to go to you first. What, what, what are some takes that you have on that game? Just uh, takeaways from the Browns Texans game. Well, I, I think the Browns are still playing kind of sloppy. Um, and I, I don't think it's as much um, execution, you know, um, from a, you know, not performing well standpoint because you're, you know, you're, just, you're, you're not talented enough. I think it's just the guys are just trying to do too much. We, you know, we've talked about this in the past that um, you, you can't overplay. And, and what's happening is, is I think a lot of guys, because of the communication isn't really great on the defensive side, um, guys don't know where to be. So they're trying to do too much um, to overcome for that or make up for that. Um, so I just think they all need to settle down a little bit and, and get into their roles and communicate a little bit better. Um, and we'll see this team start to, to tighten things up, but I, I'm afraid that's still a few games away. So, you know, Turnovers on on the offense side, um, you know, a ball, I think it hits DPJ in the chest and goes flying out of there. And, um, you know, Baker throws a pick. Yeah. And, and it, it makes a, a game closer than it really should be, you know. Um, so it's those little adjustments that still need to be made. Um, but you know what? We watched the offense go through that last year, first few games. Um it's not really fair to expect the defense to play perfectly right out of the gate this season with all the new phases. Um, so we just have to watch for continued um, growth, you know, on both sides of the ball. And, and, you know, hopefully the bears is a good opportunity to um, start to put some of that together. Yeah. That, that ball with uh, DPJ, I think that was that the hit that he took was pretty much a helmet right on the ball. So, it, I just I don't know what you can do about that. And the Baker pick, I think, is really um, I, I have to credit the announcers because I think that was really on Schwartz for breaking off his uh, route too early because Baker right. kind of throws the ball. And if Schwartz continues his route, it's, it's probably a completion. So, um, well, so and, yeah, and, you know, one of the things that you and I have also talked about a lot is the fact that we have a pretty significant chunk of the roster is. They are first and second year players. So, you know, for a championship contender to have that many young guys, you're going to have those kinds of things happen. Um, hopefully early on and, you know, and hopefully it, you know, keeps keeps getting better. So, um, right. So, yeah. So, uh, so, Zach, you had a you had a chance to, to watch this game. What were some takeaways that you had from watching the, the Browns Texans game? Uh, yeah, you know, to me, the Browns have the league's best roster. And uh, so it's a little bit surprising to see a team with maybe the league's worst roster, keeping it close early. But And then Terod goes out, and, then you know, the, the tide shifts a little bit. And you know, like you said, sloppiness and, you know, that type of thing, which happens with, uh, especially on the defense, a lot of new faces. And I think the offense is really going to open up when OBJ comes back healthy. Now Landry's on IR, but when he comes back, I think everything's going to open up and go back to normal. Yeah, yeah. I, and uh, Zach, I wanted to I want to get your thoughts on Baker because last time you were on, and, and believe me, I am I'm not pinning you down on this because man, the 
the Cleveland fans and and everybody have been up and down on Baker over and over. And last time you were on, you were kind of like, you said, well, you, you liked Baker. And then at the time you were on, you're like, you were kind of a little bit down on him. So I kind of just wanted to see where you feel, um, you know, where you are with Baker right now as a, as a QB in the league. Yeah, I'd say, you know, very mediocre. He's not going to make any really spectacular plays to me, and he's got the league's best offensive line and a whole lot of weapons and a great defense now, so it's hard to really tell. But I, I think his, I think his like, the best he's going to get is, like, a really good game manager if he could just cut down on the fumbles and the interceptions. Okay, I think that's about where you were last time, actually, which I think in Cleveland people are a little bit higher on him than that. But, you know, I mean, he had a good second half of the season last year, but, um, you know, he really hasn't put up the huge touchdown passing numbers, which I think are what some people look for. So um, his completion percentage has been good. Um, You know, he's still – you know, there's still been some turnovers and things like that. So uh, we'll see. You know, it, it's a big it's a big season for him and for the Browns. So I uh, just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, you're also a guy who um, who likes to look at quarterback play, you know, as being a, a, a very important part of, of each team. So I kind of and I know you love the Browns running backs. But what did you think about the the Nick Chubb extension? Oh, it's a great move. I mean, to me, Nick Chubb is the league's best runner. I mean, maybe tie with Derrick Henry, but he's right up there. And then that one-two punch with Kareem Hunt is, especially with the offensive line. And I think the most brilliant thing you guys have done was the addition of Brian Callahan as the uh, offensive coordinator, or Bill Callahan, excuse me. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's been the absolute best hire. To me, he's the absolute best offensive line coach in the NFL. And whenever he goes to a team, we saw it with Dallas. We saw it with Washington. Now we're seeing with Cleveland. The offensive line play increases tremendously. And then the the pick of Jedrick Wills is also really good. And now the, uh, the offensive line is just really, really strong, which obviously helps out Chubb and Hunt and creates a really strong running game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely. I think that we we all uh, we all love Bill Callahan, and it's not only the guys who are out there starting. Kind of feel like there are some guys who are ready to, you know, ready to step up when needed to. Um, you know, the the second tier guys, uh, the backup guys. So, um, Jeff, I kind of wanted to get a little bit deeper on this game. Um, you know, it, how did you feel that the uh, you know, that the Browns looked week two versus week one as far as a preparedness, execution, and everything. Did you feel like there was a step taken in this game? Um, that's kind of hard to to feel that great about. Um, I mean, it was an ugly win. Um, you know, yeah. some, sometimes you, you play really well and lose, and sometimes you play really poorly and win. And I think that was kind of what we saw week one and week two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, I, I think offensively we probably took a little bit of a step back uh, just in terms of, you know, the flow of the game. Um, defensively, I, you know, guys are starting to find their roles a little bit. Um, you know, it's nice to see Grant Delpit come in and, and make some plays late in the game. Um, yeah. But again, so many guys getting you know getting their first touches you know Demetric Felton you know what did he he caught two balls you know um for 50 some yards and a touchdown um you know his first real game experience with the offense you know so it it's hard to read a lot into you know how to project that when these guys have so few touches you know there's there's so little film to go on with these guys. Um, you know, I just think it's going to take some more time. And I, I did have a question for Zach on what you're asking before. I mean, I know that I listened, I listened to the, the, the podcast you guys did last year again. And I know Zach, like you said, is really 
rates teams on quarterback play and, and that kind of determines um, how he picks games and stuff. But when you have a running game and an offensive line like the Browns do, how much weight do you put on that uh, versus quarterback play? In other words, how much does that minimize quarterback play in your ability um, to win a ball game? Yeah, it helps tremendously, and especially if Mayfield can keep the ball away from the defense, you know? I think that's the biggest thing with them. I think if he can really manage the game well, maybe like a Ryan Tannehill, you know, level of play, I think the Browns will be in a really, really good spot. But that being said, when it gets to the playoff time and I have to pick between a Kansas City Chiefs and a Cleveland Browns, I'm probably going to lean towards the Chiefs because the quarterback play is that much better. So I, I still really value it, but... It's definitely mm-hmm. a recipe for success to have the league's best offensive line and running duo and Odell Beckham Jr. by that time and a really good tight end group. Yeah. 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 I think, um, you know, I, I'm kind of going to just kind of gradually kind of slide into the Bears game because, it, you know, the Browns have, have some injuries here. And, you know, I think the, the big one is Jarvis being out. Um, it seemed like the Browns struggled a little bit to kind of figure out what to do and, you know, and, and figure out who Baker was comfortable throwing to. I mean, he, you know, he threw to the tight ends and, and, you know, and that works, but you still need, you still need your receivers. Um, you know, I think, uh, Higgins looked good. He had, I don't know how many catches he had. He had, you know, two or three catches, I think. Um, he tried to go to Schwartz that, that, that really wasn't very successful uh, against the Texans. Um, you know, I think Schwartz just has a little bit more work to do to become a little bit more polished, but, you know, I think he's still going to be a key part of the team. He just needs to finish his routes and <laughs> I think he'll be okay. Uh, DPJ has not been as much of a factor this year as, as you know, so far and, and we're two games in, so I'm not saying, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, saying too much bad, you know, bad against uh, DPJ yet, but he really hasn't been much of a factor yet, Jeff. So um, I, I kind of wonder, looking ahead to this to this Bears game, what what's the game plan going to be? Because I'm kind of thinking we're not going to have Jarvis or DPJ in this game, uh, more than likely. You know, are they going to try to use Demetric Felton more as a, as a receiver uh, just because of the success he had, um, you know, are we going to see more Higgins, um, you know, or who, who, who do you think they're going to go with and who do you think they're going to try to look to? Um, nobody's going to replace Jarvis, but Baker needs, you know, Baker needs some key guys out there that, that he can rely on to throw to aside from the tight end group. Right. I, I think that was the takeaway from last week was, you know, how little, impact the wide receiver room had on that game Mm, um you know i mean if you if you add up uh higgins had a couple of catches dpj had a catch and jarvis had a catch um i mean four receptions for our wide receiver room Um, everything went to tight end tight ends and backs you know so i think they're going to continue to do that you know um until they can find a way to um get guys open in the secondary and, you know, maybe with uh, Odell coming back this week, um, that starts to happen. I'm not going to put a lot of pressure on him in his first game, you know, in 11 months to, to, you know, take over a game, but um, you know, at least we'll see how much he plays. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he he might only get a few snaps. I don't know, but um, if the bears defense at least has to respect him, um, that takes a little bit of the pressure off the younger guys. Um, but I honestly think, you know, you're going to see the similar kind of game plan where it's going to be, you know, all three tight ends are going to touch the ball a lot. Um, you know, you're going to see a lot of, um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, um, out of the backfield on screens and, and things like that. Um, you know, to, to Zach's point earlier, you know, we kind of damned Baker with this praise of being a game manager, but those are high percentage, low risk plays. And, you know, he's leading the league in completions for a reason, because, you know, we are running a very safe offense at this point. Um, You know, is it going to be that way all year? I I seriously doubt it. But the Kevin Stefanski model is he sort of evolves his 
game plans over the course of the season. He throws in a trick play every now and then just to keep people guessing, but he keeps it pretty close to the vest early on in the season. So um, I think, you know, other than, you know, the occasional deep ball to, to Schwartz to just try to open things up, I think we're going to see a lot of that safe stuff. Yeah, I'm still waiting on uh, DPJ to, you know, to kind of do something. Um, you know, he, he just hasn't done much. I feel like this is a spot where the Browns should be able to plug him in and, and he should be able to go out there and at least, you know, you know, if, if he's not Jarvis, he should at least be able to, you know, um, partially fill those shoes. Because, you know, obviously I'm, I'm going um, – based on preseason and training camp and everything else, but he showed promise last season too. So uh, if you're going to pick one wide receiver to step up, you would think it would be DPJ at this point. So uh, we'll see if we'll see if it happens. Um, Zach, you, you've uh, you, you probably know more about the bears defense than Jeff and I do. So with what we've been talking about with the Browns game plan, what, what type of game plan do you think, the Browns should be looking at against this Bears defense as far as what would be effective. Yeah, I mean, obviously, most people would opt to say you make Baker throw it and, you know, you keep it away from Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but that's that's easier said than done. And, uh, you know, the Bears have a, a really strong front with Akeem Hicks and Cleo Mack, guys like that, Robert Quinn off the edge. And then corner Jalen Johnson has been really good to start the year. So I think the Browns are hoping that continues, but Kyla Fuller's gone, and their secondary is really pretty weak compared to some of the past years. So I think a healthy playing OBJ could be really dynamic in this game and really be a big X factor. And also the the Bears' second level isn't as strong. You know, Roquan Smith is real good, but I think Al Ogletree is a big weakness. So I think getting Nick Chubb to the second level and really getting him out there and you know ahead of his blocks would be really key for the Browns as well. Yeah, and um, I, I got to talk about Justin Fields because uh, Zach, you uh, you're a Florida guy, so you do not have the Ohio State bias that many of us have in looking at Justin Fields. Um, you know, a lot of us saw him play in college, and um, I mean, he, he's I think he's a, a very promising prospect. Okay, I think the Bears have have a guy who's probably going to be their quarterback for a long time, but. He's making his first NFL start on Sunday. I mean, he, he's played. Um, they, they've brought him into games. Um, uh, I think he played a bit last week, maybe. Um, I didn't see much of that game. I saw a little bit of it. But um, I, get, I guess I'll start with you. I guess two things. What do you think of Justin Fields as, as an NFL prospect? And then what do you think of him in this first start against the Browns? Yeah, I, I think of him highly as an NFL prospect, but on the other coin, he's pretty raw. You know, I mean, obviously all the natural ability is there, but you can't even see last week. Not totally comfortable yet. He's going to make rookie mistakes. I think this is a tough first draw in his first game with Miles Garrett, Malik McDowell, Jadavian Clowney, Malik Jackson, John Johnson, Denzel Ward, you know, Greg Newsome. There's a, there's a lot of people there that are definitely able to pick on a rookie quarterback, so... I anticipate Fields feeling Miles Garrett in the pocket for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, – I mean, we, I think we all in uh, Ohio kind of like Justin Fields, but none of us are going to be rooting for him, at least not the Cleveland fans this week. So, <laughs> so, uh, so have a good career, but, you know, don't let it start this Sunday. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, – so, um, Jeff, I kind of want to get your thoughts on this Browns-Bears matchup and what you think about the Browns going up against uh, against a rookie quarterback. And you know, I mean, he's a rookie quarterback, but he's obviously he's he's another guy who can run, another guy who can move. And right. It's all the Browns have played so far, you know, um, as far as starters. Right. Do you have does that does that concern you at all going into this game? Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, look yeah. at look at um, Davis Mills last week. I mean, you know, um, he didn't put up great numbers, but um, we certainly didn't put much pressure on him. Um, yeah. And he's not a mobile guy. 
So, yeah, I'm a little concerned about how we game plan and and attack mobile quarterbacks. Um, like you said, this is you know now three and three weeks that um, you know our our approach is to sort of sag back and you know try to limit the damage and you know obviously makes fans absolutely crazy. Um, but um, it's almost a strategy you have to take. Um, and, and I think Justin Fields will take advantage of that. And so it could be a long day for our defense if, if he sort of gets comfortable. Um, you know, he hasn't exactly lit the world on fire in his, you know, in, so far this year. Um, but I, I don't want that to happen against us. He's certainly got the ability. Yeah, I mean it, it's the ability, but like Zach said, it's raw. So, um, so yeah, it's the lacking in the experience. <sighs> yeah. Um, so in this game, the Browns are uh, Browns are favored by favored by seven, from what I saw, and the over under is uh, is forty six. Yeah. So those are numbers I have. Um. Uh, let's let's the three of us get some score predictions out there for this game, and um, I guess the uh, score prediction will indicate whether you're going with the over under. I'll do something crazy. I'm going to go first this time, guys. I usually wait and go last, and then it looks like I'm copying off of somebody. So um, <laughs> I think I think this uh, I think this will be another uh, I think this is just going to be another challenging game with the. Uh, I think uh, I think the uh, uh, Bears defense will uh, will cause a couple issues for the Browns, whether it's a turnover or something. Um, you know, I think the Browns offense will move and stuff, but I, I don't think they're just going to score it well on the Bears. And I, I think the Bears will put a few points up. So I, I think um, I'm I'm going to go Browns 24-17, which which uh, puts me at the uh, seven point spread and puts me i guess that would be taking the under so um so jeff you're up all right well last week i picked the browns to open up their offense and get that fifth touchdown that didn't happen um (laughs) i kind of don't think it's going to happen this week either um and i'm looking for our defense to struggle a little bit more um, again with the mobile quarterback. I just don't have a real great feeling about that. Um, the Browns have uh, sort of a track record of, of not covering the spread after a win recently. Um, okay. Chicago is only scoring 17 points a game. We're scoring 30, you know, by all metrics we should win this game fairly easily but i just don't see that happening mm-hmm. um I, I think i think we're gonna probably turn the ball over again our, our we're averaging two turnovers per game um if we can hold it to one that'd be a great thing <laughs> i'd love to see them clean it up completely but yeah. long story short um i think we're gonna get our four touchdowns so i'm gonna go with 28 for the browns um i think the bears are gonna score 23 um we're gonna win this one by four um kind of like i had us in at at kansas city uh i just want to point out that the over under has been dropping every week so it was 52 and a half against kansas city it was 47 last week it's 46 this week um so i'm I'm saying 51 we're going to cover the over this week again i'm I'm never going to go on i'm never going to go under (laughs) in <laughs> Brown's game <laughs> until I really see our defense start to come together. Um, but I'm going to go 28, 23. Um, the Browns squeak by with a win against the bears. Okay. All right. Zach, tell us if we guess this one right or not. Um, I'll go a little bit wider. I'll go. Hmm, I'll go 27 to 14. Browns. Mm. I'm predicting field struggles a little bit more. So you've got you've got 41 points too, same as me, just a little bigger. Okay, excellent. Well, you know what I like about that is is uh, 
that's uh, that's three wins. So, um, <laughs> but I'll settle for one, guys. One win. Those are the toughest ones. Fine. Yeah. 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 Don't really care about the final score as long as it's a, a W, and hopefully that works out for the Browns. Right. So, so, so let's um, let's let's talk about a few other games uh, coming up this week since we have you here, Zach, and uh, um, some interesting games. And um, I don't have everybody's record in front of me. I think I know most of these, but. Uh, the Chargers at the Chiefs. I'm not going to talk about tonight's game because it's probably already in progress. Um, yeah. Chargers at the Chiefs. Um, and we're, we'll just kind of talk about what you kind of what you expect to happen in this game. I mean, this this could be another uh, another high scoring affair, lots of points uh, um, potentially. So so what do you, what do you see in that game? Yeah, I'm expecting the over to hit, and I think this Kansas City defense has been really disappointing. I mean, I, I think they've taken a major step back. I mean, they made Lamar Jackson look like prime Joe Montana and uh, <laughs> really haven't been able to stop much at all. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I don't think they're going to be able to contain Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jared yeah. Cook, Austin Eckler. It, it'll, be a tough, it'll be a tough night for them, in my opinion. Uh, and of course, the Chargers are going to have a tough time containing the Chiefs' offense, but who doesn't? Yeah. So, um, yeah, the over/under. I I haven't looked. The over/under is probably in the fifties on that game. I would think it's probably mid fifties. Yeah. Mid fifties. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pick a winner for us on that one, or no? Or what do you think? Um, right now I would lean Kansas City at home at Arrowhead. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would think coming off a loss, they're probably going to be ready ready to go. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't count the Chargers out. So so we'll see what happens. Um, Cardinals at the Jags. So um, for me, the question is uh, how how long do the Cardinals starters play in this game? <laughs> um, and I have DeAndre Hopkins in fantasy. Is he going to play at all? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. So hopefully he plays. <laughs> hey, Rod, real quick before you go into that game, I just wanted to throw something out there. Um, the Chargers, so far, uh, the first two games, they have four turnovers, 18 penalties for 193 yards. They've been a little self-destructive. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're, uh, they're one and one also, right? They're one and one. Chiefs are one and one. I mean, most of the league's one and one right now. It seems like so. Everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Cards are two and zero. Jags are on two. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This this feels like a preseason game for the Cardinals. So um, you never know. But uh, but yeah, um, Cards could rest some guys in that game and probably still still win pretty easily. So. Um, I'm assuming you agree on that one, Zach. So we won't waste a lot of time talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Washington at the Bills. Um, the Washington defense, uh, they haven't been as good as expected either, have they? No, and you know that's kind of what I expected, honestly. I mean, their defensive line is very, very strong. But other than that, the rest of their defense is pretty average or below average honestly okay so you think 400 yards per game so far yeah uh, i, I uh, really didn't quite understand the hype it's not like they have a strong secondary or linebacking core yeah and the the bills um let's see bills are one and one and um yeah do you see this as a as a uh kind of uh, as a good game for the bills then i guess probably right yeah, I think it's going to be tough for them to put up points. This Bills defense looks very strong to start the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, t- Titans, Colts. Man, the Titans uh, Titans got it rolling last week <laughs> with Derrick Henry. Um, Colts, uh, Colts defense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um how do you how do you see that game? Do you think that do you think the Titans have have kind of caught fire now, or what do you think, Zach? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think the the week one thing was overblown. I mean, they're a solid team. They've been a nine-plus-one team for a long time now, and they got really good coaching and Mike Vrabel. And, and I, I think the biggest X factor in this game is Carson Wentz's avail- availability. He's got two sprained ankles, and he's really, really important to that team. Jacob Eason just isn't anywhere near the quarterback he is. So I think, I think if he plays, it's a competitive game between you know a, a good division rivalry, and I think if he doesn't play, it's probably a pretty easy Titans win. It, you mentioned Carson Wentz. Did, did you guys see the, the quote that was just attributed to ESPN? It said, uh, Carson Wentz has two sprained ankles. That's the most you can have unless you're a real cult. <laughs> I don't know how you get nice. two sprained ankles, but nice. anyway. Yeah. So um, Falcons and Giants, they're, they're both 0-2, correct? So um, yeah. I, do you think either one of these teams is any good, Zach? Uh, no. Not, not okay. at all. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I think what's really limiting the Giants is their offensive line. And they've got five weak starters there. And, you know, I, I don't think the quarterback's bad at all. I think Daniel Jones could actually do some damage. And I don't think he's that far apart from a Baker Mayfield, just in a 100 times worse situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bengals at Steelers. Um, yeah, the Joe Burrow looks good. Um, you know, Bengals look good week one. Um, not so good week two. Um, Steelers. Tie. Steelers somehow just, <laughs> I don't know. Steelers can lose their buddy and they still win games somehow. So, um, do you feel like the, the Bengals are, uh, are going to make a move in the division this year, I'm not talking, maybe not talking finishing above, you know, above last place. But do you, um, do you think the Bengals are are posed to to win more games this year and maybe maybe are close to to competing in the division, or do you think they're still a ways away? Yeah, I think they're still a bit away. I don't think their coaching is at the place the other three teams are, honestly. I think that's their biggest limiting factor right now. Also, offensive line, not very strong. Yeah, Similar to yeah. the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers' offense is really, like, bad. Yeah. It, no offensive line at all. Big Ben is completely washed up. The receiving core is good, but it, they're going to have a tough time sustaining any level of success when no one has time in the pocket and there's no lanes for to run through. Yeah. I I only saw part of the game. I don't know how they beat the Bills. That's crazy. You know what the Steelers, the Steelers don't do is they don't hurt themselves. They haven't yeah. turned the ball over. They don't commit a lot of penalties. They just yeah. play clean football. And and you don't have to be great to beat teams if you're clean. Well, it's true. That's true. Definitely. Definitely. Also, so, Cam Hayward had like 13 pressures, so that'll help too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they do have a good defense. Can't take that away from them, no matter what. So, um, let's see, Ravens at Lions. Uh, I mean, that's that uh, you got to figure that's an easy game for the Ravens, more than likely, correct? Yeah. Um, Jets at Broncos. Is that is that a game, Zach, or not? Uh, probably not. I don't think they're going to have much you know the broncos are a good example of a team that doesn't lose the game you know bridgewater's really become good at uh keeping the ball away from the defense and throwing to the open guy and i think we're going to see more of that yeah so um so dolphins at raiders um i don't what's the dolphins record are they uh, are they one and one, one, and one. Also? they're one and one um they're and they're at the raiders raiders are raiders are two and oh um what do, you, what do you think of the Raiders? Uh, man, I think the Raiders have an outside chance of this division. And I think that's going to be off the back of their 3-0 and start. I think, you know, that's going to be a, a very good thing for them later on. And their defense has been getting pressure, which has really helped. The offensive passing game looks really strong. They've got real weapons in Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs. Darren Waller has an argument for the league's best tight end. So uh, I, I think definitely a much improved Raiders team. And 
I don't think the Dolphins can compete without Tua Tungvaluwa. I think that's a big loss. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, let's see. Probably, probably the game of the week is the uh, the Bucks at the Rams, um, or one of the games of the week, I guess. That along with the Chargers Chiefs. Um, are are you a Bucks fan? No, I'm not. You're not. But, okay. Uh, I, I I like Brady a lot. Okay, I couldn't remember if we talked about if you had an allegiance to one team. What what? What, what your uh, team was? Are you are you a Dolphins fan or or some other I'm team? I'm a Cowboys or? fan. Cowboys, okay, okay. So, um, how do you see the Bucks Rams? Um, I mean, the Bucks have pretty much looked like they can score on anybody. Um, you know, uh, Brady's looked like he can throw to any of these guys. Um, you know, and uh, their running game's been effective. Their defense is good. Is somebody going to stop them this season, or what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I, I think they're beatable. You know, I, I think we saw Dallas expose that a little bit week one. Dak Prescott threw all over them. You know, their mm-hmm. secondary isn't quite elite or anything like that. And yeah. I think with the Rams, you know, their secondary also definitely not elite aside from Jalen Ramsey. You know, that they lost Sean Johnson. He went over to Cleveland, so. I think both teams very, very strong offenses, and the defenses are definitely a little bit weaker than the offenses, although the Buccaneers still have great defensive ends and linebackers, things like that. So I think it's definitely the game of the week. I think you might have the league's two best teams. So I think it'll be really interesting at L.A. So should be good. Hey, Zach, what do you think of Matthew Stafford? Yeah, I think he's a top-10 quarterback. And I think Sean McVay and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are really fully unlocking his potential, maybe a little bit late into his career. But, you know, I, I think no one can deny his arm strength and his ability to throw the ball. Jeff, are you going off the question I asked on Twitter? <laughs> I didn't No, I didn't. I, I'm not on Twitter. So how would I know that? <laughs> well, I think I told you about it. Um, the uh, no, Zach, I put a poll out asking if asking if uh if uh, matthew stafford was a franchise quarterback or not and Uh-oh. you know he's only like the uh you know the fastest guy to reach all these different plateaus and passing yards and everything and and only two-thirds of the replies said that matthew stafford was a franchise quarterback in the nfl so i was a little bit surprised that's all yeah yeah that's pretty surprising <laughs> well it goes back to what you said earlier about um the Giants quarterback, um, Daniel Jones. Um, you know, are, are, is it the is it the guy or is it the situation? Yeah, and a lot of people think a lot of people rate quarterbacks based on based on whether they've taken teams to the playoffs. That's all they look at. Okay, that's all that matters to them. It doesn't matter if they've if if they have. Uh, you know, if, if they have a bunch of stiffs around them and, and it would literally be impossible to get there, you know. So, um, I, you know, I, I think it's it's I think you have to be able to look past that. I think you have to be able to look at the ability of a guy and not just the situation in the team that he's on and, and just look at the, you know, at the, the numbers and count the number of rings that a guy has. Oh, he's he's good because he, you know, he did this. I mean, it, I mean, if you guys, if there's people out there who think Trent Dilfer is a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford, you know, <laughs> great. That, right. That's up to them. But you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna differ on that, uh, on that conversation, definitely. So, <laughs> well, this this game, this game would be a good opportunity for uh, Matthew Stafford to to prove that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, so let's see. We got just a few, just a few games left. Uh, Seahawks, Vikings. Um, thoughts on thoughts on those teams, Zach, and what you see in that matchup? Yeah, uh, God, every single game I had a caveat due to injury, but another one, Dalvin Cook sprains his ankle. He's their offense. You know, I, I think he's really the engine yeah. that keeps them going and. After they got Kubiak, they really became an outside running team, and 
a healthy Davin Cook makes him a lot, lot stronger. And if he's not available to play, they become a whole lot less scary to me. And, you know, I think the Seahawks are going to definitely want to come back after that game. Russell Wilson starting out really strong. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett really hard to guard. And the Vikings are the strongest secondary, but at Minnesota. So, you know, I think it will be a real good game. I think the line's real close, and I think that's an accurate reflection. Are the Vikings the biggest disappointment in the league so far this year, Zach? I... After week one, you know, they didn't start good, but I think they had a really solid performance against the Cardinals. I mean, you can't really help the field goal kicker missing an easy one, right? But, uh, yeah, yeah a lot, a lot more people to be played. And I, I think the Vikings are more talented than people think. And I, I think they could, I think they can get back on track. Yeah, speaking of disappointments, the, the Packers at the 49ers. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, What's the pack? Did the Packers win last week or not? I'm trying to think. Sorry, guys. I'm... The uh, the Packers won. Yeah, they beat the Lions really easy. Okay, okay, so they won that game. But yeah, week week one they did not look so good. So, um, yeah, Packers at Forty Niners. Um, yeah, I, I still feel like Aaron Rodgers is probably st- still thinking about week one. So I really wouldn't want to play those guys for a while, honestly. Um, but, uh, yeah, 49ers have had some injuries, too. And there's injuries all over the league. Um, it's, you know, I feel like we go, I guess we go through this every season. But, man, there are a lot of guys uh, questionable for, for this week and guys that are already out for the season and things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's – it's. Uh, that's why, like, like you're saying, Zach, it's it's tough to even think about these games because you got to think, okay, who's hurt on each of these teams before you even think about what's going to happen in these games. So, do you do you still like the Packers as one of the uh, one of the strong teams in the uh, in the NFC? I I haven't seen good things out of them. Even the last game, they were struggling to contain the Lions' offense. Um. Man, I think they're going to have a hard time with the real juggernauts of the NFC, the Rams, Buccaneers, the Cowboys, the Cardinals. There's some really strong teams in this uh, conference, and there's no room for turnovers, mistakes, not playing your hardest. I don't think they're as strong as those teams this year. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about quarterback play, but, man, Aaron Rodgers can only do so much on his own. And I know he's got some really good offensive players there, but, you know, the offense can only do so much for a team. So um, so we'll see. I mean, 49ers, you never know. Um, they've got some things that are going to change there, too. With uh, um, I don't know how long it's going to be before Trey Lance is the starter out there, um, you know, in, in San Fran. But uh, – that's going to certainly change things for them if they have a rookie going. But um, they don't seem to they don't seem to like Jimmy Garoppolo all that much. So um, so we'll see what happens. And and they're uh, starting running backs out, so they've got other guys uh, trying to do that. So um, 49ers are kind of in a state of flux too. So um, I don't know that you can really put them in that top tier either. Correct? No, definitely not. Not with Jimmy G. Yeah. Okay, Zach, I saved uh, your team for last here somehow. The the Eagles at the Cowboys. Um, what do you see in this game and your uh, non-biased opinion? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the Eagles, man, I think they're a little bit better than people expected. I think Jalen Hurts is probably a stronger mm-hmm. quarterback option than people were foreseeing, but they're also a team that's kind of had the injury bug, ran the grandma for the year, Brandon Brooks, torn pack, and I think that's very limiting. You know, having uh, maybe your best defensive lineman and your best offensive lineman hurt back-to-back is yeah. not ideal. And uh, I don't think this team has the linebacking core, the secondary, to keep up with the Cowboys running backs, tight ends, receivers. I mean, down to the backups, they're just tough to contain. You know, Mari Cooper... 
CD Lamb, Cedric Wilson, Dalton Schultz, Blake Jarwin, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard now averaging eight yards a carry, a healthy Tyron Smith. They're a tough team to go out there and not be 100% against because the offense is really strong right now. It is. They can definitely move that ball and put some points up. So, so yeah, I, I'm with you there, definitely. So, uh, so Zach, I, we're not going to hold you to this at all, but um, if, you, if you had to pick two teams to make it to the Super Bowl this early, who would you pick? Oh, man. Um, I'll go I'll go with some fun ones, not like the cookie-cutter ones. Not KC not and Tampa. Yeah, I won't say KC and Tampa. I'll, I'll just go more fun. Like, you know, two teams that have better chances than people think. Um, I'll go Rams versus Browns. Two would Cleveland you take that, teams. Yes. Yes, that would be great. That would be great. Excellent. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, hey Zach, why don't you why don't you give us um, any uh, you know anything you want to throw out there as far as where people can find all of your stuff, so that they can you know give you a follow or check out your stuff, and, and um, I'd like to hear a little bit more um, you know about where the uh, the um, um, the site that you're working on. Um, I guess you don't have anything up on that yet, correct? No, nothing yet, but we're launching probably next week for NFL season. And it's going to be a, a daily fantasy prop site with a, a lot of really fun stuff going on. So stay tuned for that for sure. Excellent. So um, so you want to give your other information so everybody can uh, can check you out? Yeah, yeah. That website is pickwins.com, and you can find me on Instagram at ipickwins, and you can uh, – also, find me on YouTube at Mystic Zach. And, uh, yeah, that's my info. That's where you can find me at. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, we appreciate you uh, coming back and, and talking some Browns and some some NFL. It's been a lot of fun. Um, Jeff, do you have any closing words for us as the, uh, as the Browns get ready to entertain the Bears? Let's go, Browns. Well, uh- yeah, so yeah, fun. go Browns! I'm I'm just looking forward to you know them starting to get some things ironed out and this team growing together. And, um, enjoy the ride while while we've got this excellent roster, um, and you know see what happens. Excellent. And Zach, we'll have to uh, once you get your uh, once you get your site up, we'll have to uh, or anytime we'll have to have you back on and. Talk about that. Sounds like a really cool thing, but we definitely appreciate you coming on. And um, everybody, check you out on on Instagram and at your website, ipickones.com. And this has been the Browns Blitz. We will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.